Hi, and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast, where authenticity meets wellness. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missel, a certified holistic health coach and certified international health coach. In this podcast, we're diving into the heart of health and wellness, where we'll be exploring all of the real, raw, and imperfect aspects of this transformative journey, while talking about all the wellness hot topics and trends that I know you guys see online. So without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Hi guys, and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast, or welcome back. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missile, and welcome to episode number five. So today we're going to be talking about how to get out of a rut, feeling your feelings, coping with tough times, and resetting your mind. And I wanted to make this episode because I personally wish I had a guy like this to getting yourself out of a rut when I was younger and going through tough times. There's no handbook for life, so it would have been nice just to have something like this to listen to and help me figure out what I was going through. And it's just a nice reminder for myself even now because I still do slip into ruts from time to time and I'm human and that's just part of being human. So without further ado, let's get into my let's get real habit and my let's get real hot topic or trend for this week. So if you're new here, my let's get real habit is basically something that I talk about every single week that I love, I've been doing, I'm passionate about, or just something I want to share and talk about. And my let's get real hot topic or trend is something that I usually see on TikTok or online, and it's something wellnessy that I want to share my two cents on. So this week, I decided to share as my let's get real habit, electrolytes, and Specifically, I do this every single morning and this has been such a game changer for me. I drink a glass of electrolytes sometimes in the afternoon when I'm like in that afternoon slump or after a workout because it's really good to rehydrate yourself and this has just become such a holy grail for me in my routine and as you know, I like to get real here and if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I really struggle with drinking enough water every single day. It's definitely the hardest thing for me to accomplish in terms of my wellness goals and one that I struggle with the most, but the one thing that's helped me with staying hydrated has been electrolytes, and these have been such a game changer, like I said earlier, because even if I don't drink enough water in a day, these help me feel super hydrated, and it helps me to have some flavor in it, and it makes it a little bit easier for me just to chug a glass and just quickly accomplish that habit because I find it hard to drink water throughout the day when it's just a continuous habit that you have to think about all the time. But with electrolytes, it's just like a habit I can knock off my to-do list very quickly and just be done with it for the day. And with that, I also wanted to share some science behind electrolytes so you can understand a little bit more about them and how they actually work because I recently researched this and figured out what they are. So, electrolytes are simply just minerals that have an electric charge, positive or negative, when they are dissolved in water. Most commonly, these are sodium, potassium, chloride, magnesium, calcium, phosphate, and bicarbonates. And electrolytes keep you hydrated because they are responsible for directing water and nutrients to the areas of the body where they're needed most to maintain optimal fluid balance inside the cells and out. I will say that electrolytes have some mixed reviews if you really need to drink them every day or not, but personally, I really notice a difference in a bad way if I don't take them every day, which for me is always my sign if a product truly works and makes a difference in my health for me, and I've personally observed less brain fog and my brain just feels overall much clearer and sharper when I drink them. 
Finally, I do want to mention another important thing with drinking electrolytes and finding specifically a good brand. Make sure to find a brand that doesn't have a lot of sugar in them. And I say this because there's a, the main critique on electrolytes is that we don't need excess sugar that they're usually packed with, but there are alternative products that provide the electrolytes without the sugar. I honestly don't have ones I can truly recommend you guys and love, but the ones I fell in love with originally were Trace Minerals Power Pack with elderberry and vitamin C and D, and those were really tasty and had no sugar in them at all, but I did stop taking them because I saw they tested really high in heavy metals, and because of that, I've just been trying and experimenting with other brands. Right now, I've been finishing my bag of Symbiotica's electrolytes, and honestly, you guys, I don't really love them, and I will not be repurchasing them as of now. They kind of taste like vape flavors to me, if you know what I mean, and they're really sweet and do contain sugar, although it's only three grams per serving, but still. But I do love Symbiotica, so no shade to them because they're an amazing company and brand, and I do still love their supplements. So, if you guys have any good recommendations on electrolyte brands that don't contain sugar or are not tested very highly with heavy metals, let me know because I would love to try them out and figure out if they work for me. So, let me know and tag me or DM me on Instagram because I will most likely try them. So, now on to my Let's Get Real Hot Topic or Trend of the Week. So, this week I chose a good old Sunday reset for my Let's Get Real Hot Topic or Trend. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, I love watching TikToks of productivity, like the lapses of people studying or their Sunday resets of them cleaning. It's really honestly so satisfying for me to watch and I just feel like it motivates me to do things in my life that are more productive. And one of which is my own personal Sunday reset that sometimes, if I'm being real here, it's sometimes gets pushed to Monday and that's okay. I'm just a person who needs everything to be cleaned and look almost not lived in to have mental peace during the week, which is kind of a problem that I'm trying to figure out and work on, but it just makes me feel so much better when things are clean and tidy. So spending time on a Sunday or sometimes a Monday to do things like washing my sheets, doing my laundry, going grocery shopping, and cleaning my bathroom and just resetting my life makes me feel so much better going into the week and that I don't have to worry about those things. So, my point being is that I love this trend of a Sunday reset so much that I chose it for this week, and it has my stamp of approval, and I'm a very large fan of both watching them and doing them. So, that was my Let's Get Real Hot Topic or Trend of the Week and my Let's Get Real Habit, and that brings me to the contents of this episode, and the first thing I want to talk about in terms of this episode today is cleaning and resetting. Similar to a good old Sunday reset because... It's really helpful just to clean your environment when you are in a rut and you don't have to do something so extensive, but I know that when I get more depressed and in a rut, I tend to not be as clean and my environment gets messy quickly, so putting my clothes I left out or cleaning up some trash that I don't throw away just feels like a small task that doesn't take a lot of time or energy, but will make me feel better in a shorter period of time. I also think that when you're going through a rough time, it's nice to sprinkle in little bits of instant gratification here and there, where if you can with cleaning your bedroom, for example, and that, that will give you instant gratification from cleaning for 10, 20, 30 minutes or however long it takes you to clean because you can see the before and after and that will just give you a nice hit of dopamine. 
but just try to pick up your environment and I promise you that it'll make you feel so much better and help you get out of a rut. It's kind of like that saying that I heard somewhere where your environment's a projection of your mental state. So give yourself grace, but also know that if you can clean your environment, I can guarantee your mental health will drastically improve, even if it's just for that specific day. Because I personally know that I get really anxious when my environment's a mess. So if you're living in a messy environment, that can also make your rut worse. Again, you don't have to do an extensive full Sunday reset, but just cleaning up the trash and clothes in your room, for example, will make it cleaner and will just help you get out of a rut a little bit faster and not add to it. Another thing in terms of cleaning and resetting is tending to your hygiene. And I know personally that I can get a little sloppy with that and sit in the same clothes for a few days and not shower as much as I usually do. And if you think that's gross, I'm sure everyone has done it at some point in their life, so don't judge that because we all know that you've done that at some point. And give yourself the gift of an everything shower, shaving, washing your body, washing your hair, or just a quick body shower alone will make you feel like a renewed person. So go ahead and give yourself that five-minute shower or however long it takes you to do and whatever energy you have to do so, and you will feel so much cleaner and better, and that'll just reset you and reset your environment a little bit. So speaking of of environments, the next thing that helps me get out of a rut is funny enough switching up your environment, even though you just cleaned it and probably don't want to leave it. So this means leaving your house or apartment by going for a walk, for example, or really just whatever exercise that you prefer. So if that means going to the gym or a cycle class or Pilates class, For me, a 20-minute walk is just enough exercise to make me feel better and get my body moving, but if you're in a rut and you feel overwhelmed, a 20-minute walk is a good starting place because it seems very simple and straightforward and doesn't take up too much time or energy, and it'll make you feel so much better than you can even imagine right now if you're in a rut, and I personally like to also listen to a podcast while I go for my walk. And it's a little two-for-one situation where you can have it stack that and your walk at the same time. And doing both of those things will help you feel so much better, especially when you can find a podcast episode that can uplift you and make you feel less alone or teach you something about something you're passionate about or love. And hopefully this podcast is one of those things for you. Another thing that can help you switch up your environment is to go grab a matcha for 20 minutes and then go back home. Just getting out of the house in those micro moments can really help you get out of a rut and this is really helpful especially if you work at home. I just think it's so important to change your environment so you can get out of your own head. It's kind of like a fish in a pond where all they know is the water they live in but if you jump out they see that there's a whole other world out there. I think the same goes for us just to leave our house in those micro moments and help us see things differently and think differently about life and what we're going through. Another thing that helps me with this is to schedule time with your friends or family that uplift you. Talking to people also is super helpful for getting out of your head and I feel like, like I just said, thinking differently and also seeing life through a different lens. I personally find it really helpful to talk to someone when I'm going through something, even if it's not directly about what I'm going through at the moment because I feel like I can listen to them and listen to what they're also going through and that helps me feel less alone and that 
I realize that everyone's going through something because I think social media can perpetuate the idea that we are isolated and that everyone's lives are perfect and that you're the only person going through something. So my final thing with switching up your environment that I wanted to share is to reduce your screen time on that same note of social media because like I mentioned with getting out of your house or apartment, getting out of your phones, a huge part of switching up your mental environment Personally, I know that I, if I spend too much time running in bed and on my phone, I can just spiral into more comparison on social media, especially, and just, it ends up making me feel way worse than I already was. So, like I was saying, it can make you feel more isolated and alone, so I just recommend staying off your phone as much as possible unless you're FaceTiming a friend or reading or something like that that is a positive thing that uplifts you. The third thing I'm going to share of how to get out of a rut is feeling your feelings. And I want to preface this by saying that I think single-handedly this is the most important thing out of the entire episode that I can share with you guys. So if you ignore everything I say, just try this one at least. I also want to say that so many of us expect to be happy all the time and try to be, and that's obviously not realistic and impossible to do, although our human nature is driven to seek pleasure and happiness all the time. So I think a big part of this is understanding that we can't be happy all the times in order to feel the other feelings we have that aren't happiness. So, and what I mean by feeling your feelings is it might sound simple, but so many of us aren't taught how to emotionally regulate ourselves and properly label our emotions, feel them, and let them go. So this one just takes some time to adjust into and give yourself grace because we're not usually taught this. But I think the first thing to do to understand your emotions and feel them is to label them so you know what they are and it helps you become more self-aware. So to do this, just observe yourself and be more mindful when you notice yourself going up and down or whatever you feel. If someone says something that makes you upset, sit in that feeling for a second and just observe what you feel. And from there, you can learn to label it as anger or frustration or resentment or whatever it is when you expose yourself and are more observant for a while. And once you're able to know what you're feeling and are able to to sense your emotions and label them and become more self-aware in those moments, the next big thing is learning how to process them in healthy ways. I know so many people even fall, unfortunately, into addiction because we aren't taught how to emotionally regulate. And I know I personally turned to weed and alcohol for a while because I didn't know that these tools existed or had the knowledge of what to do. And with that, I would say it's really important to share some unhealthy coping mechanisms and also share some healthier ones that you can swap some of your unhealthier ones out for. And I want to say that this takes time to unlearn and also learn new habits and replace them. So give yourself the grace because this isn't going to happen overnight and it's usually really difficult to do. But some of the unhealthy coping mechanisms could look like impulse shopping, getting into fights, breaking or destroying things, sex, smoking or drinking, and with that also partying or clubbing. So if you're listening to this podcast and are looking to try some healthier coping mechanisms or are already doing some of these things or literally wherever you are in your own journey, pat yourself on the back for one, surviving whatever you face that was super heavy and pushed you to find some ways to cope and survive because I think we are missing that idea so many times and are harsh on ourselves for these coping mechanisms and other people in our lives that we don't realize that we only learn them to survive and usually aren't taught healthier ones. 
And also, too, for being brave enough to listen to this podcast and want to help yourself by being brave enough to face your feelings head on. And now I want to share some of the healthier coping mechanisms that I mentioned earlier that can help you process your emotions. So these include journaling, crying, calling a friend, therapist, or someone that you love, and also signing up and engaging in therapy. And I think a big differentiator in what I shared with the healthier versus maybe not so healthy coping mechanisms is that the healthier ones that I mentioned will help you understand the root of your emotions and why they came up for you in the first place. And if you're able to, for example, if someone said something hurtful to you and you're able to understand why you're angry at that person instead of just lashing out at them, you can understand the lesson that the emotion holds and set a boundary, for example, that maybe you didn't realize before they did that that you needed with that person. And you could also maybe even uncover a wound you have that that person triggered in you that maybe this emotion is allowing you to heal something you didn't realize you needed to heal to begin with. And finally, once you're able to process your emotions and honor the lesson that they hold, I want to add that it's so much easier to feel your emotions, label them, process them, and let them go. Because once you can do those things, I promise you it'll be, one, so much easier for you just to feel your feelings and let them go and you'll just be over it, and two, that you won't feel the need to carry them anymore when you get the lesson out of them and figure out why they came up for you to begin with, because I think so many of us carry around our emotions that weigh us down so heavily, but it's important to recognize and honor the place our emotions have in our lives and the purpose they hold, but it's also important to recognize when our emotions no longer serve us and to release them and let them go. Because there's so much science behind how our emotions are stored in the cells of our body when we don't allow ourselves to feel them and process them, that they get stored in our body and can cause health conditions long term. And the last thing I want to say on this topic of feeling your feelings and emotional regulation is I want to say that I think so many people walk around letting their emotions control them instead of having the control over their emotions and that when you can feel your feelings and learn how to emotionally regulate, you can gain that control and power back over them. And with that, you become less reactive, not perfect, but less reactive. And you learn what to give your time and energy to. And if you want to react, you can choose how to react if you feel like you need to. And I think you overall make better decisions and a better state of mind when you're not so reactive and letting your emotions control and run you. It's obviously something I'm not perfect on. I don't think this is a skill you can perfect. It's something you definitely work on. Um, I would say it's almost like a muscle that you need to implement and exercise to build. The more you do it, the stronger it'll get. And with that, I want to talk about the next thing that will help you get out of a rut. And that thing I want to talk about is giving yourself grace, cutting yourself some slack, and sometimes taking things off your own plate. Because I think so many of us can be so hard on ourselves and not extend that grace and compassion to ourselves when we're in a rut, but freely give it to other people when they are and when we're going through something really difficult. It's much easier to put pressure on yourself to excel or perform in certain ways when we don't feel like we're enough. And I feel like that comes up a lot of times when we're down and going through tough times or are in a rut, that we feel like we need to prove ourselves to someone, something, or even ourselves at times. 
And for example, if you're going through a breakup, that can make you feel like you're not enough and that can be the tough time that you're going through. And then I feel like something that's really common with breakups is putting that pressure on yourself to have a major transformation or glow up. And that can come in forms of a job promotion or getting fit in the gym or whatever that looks like for you. And I'm here to tell you that those things are all great, but none of them truly define your worth or who you are. You are worthy exactly how you are and how you were made. And not to get all spiritual here, but I really do believe that we are all made purposefully and in great detail and that everything in our lives are meant to happen exactly the way that they do, even the really tough things in life. And the thing I want to stress the most is that God designed you perfectly the way he wanted you to be. And if you were meant to be somewhere else, you would or be someone else. And if you were meant to be doing something, you would be doing exactly that. I personally trust God so heavily that when things don't go my way, I try to trust that they're going his and that something better I couldn't even think of is coming my way. So allow things in your life to unfold the way that they're designed to. And if you're in a season of life that you're struggling with, just trust that you're in that season for a reason and that season is preparing you for whatever is next in your life and for your next season. So give yourself that permission to meet yourself wherever you are in your season of life and do the things in the timing that you need and works best for you and what you're specifically going through because you're not in a competition with anyone else but yourself and I think so many of us don't recognize that and get lost in the comparison like mindset. The best thing that you can do is to focus on yourself and your life. And I mentioned this in the first episode, but trying to have that tunnel vision focus on whatever you're trying to do in life or wherever you are in life will help you so much. It saves you so much more time and energy and also saves you from many hurt feelings from comparing your journey to someone else's life that has literally nothing to do with your own. But also with that, take the pressure off yourself from accomplishing your entire long to-do list if you're anything like me and go through it in your own timing that you can right now. But if you do have a deadline or something you really do need to get done, like a college essay, for example, then try to talk to your professor and clue them in a little as to what you've been going through so you can get an extension on it. Because in my own experience, if you're honest enough with your professor, they can feel that authenticity and honesty and extend you that grace and understanding. Some professors obviously can be really rude, but the more honest you can be, the more they can meet you where you are in your own journey. So the next thing I want to talk about in getting yourself out of a rut or going through tough times is to do more of what you love. And with that, I want to highlight three things in particular. So one, I want to highlight making yourself your favorite meal because this is something you can do that personally strengthens my relationship with myself when I cook rather than going and getting takeout. Plus, it can typically be a little bit healthier and save you some money and also fuel your brain and help you feel better. The second thing I also wanted to highlight is getting enough sleep. And this can just propel your feelings and heighten them so much more when you're going through something and you're not sleeping properly or getting enough sleep to begin with. I know it's easier said than done sometimes because when I've gone through breakups in the past, it's really hard for me to turn off my brain and go to sleep and stop overthinking and just stop thinking about it. But I know personally I function and feel way better when I get enough sleep. So try to rest and get enough sleep. 
The third thing I wanted to highlight is getting enough sunlight in your day, specifically in the morning and right when you wake up. And this might seem kind of irrelevant for the topic, but I know health-wise I feel so much better when I do this and this helps with my sleep. So in the morning, I'll open my blinds and just stare outside right below the sun. Obviously, don't be stupid and stare directly into the sun. That's literally awful for your eyes, guys. Don't do that. But get some sunlight in the morning or go outside or something like that and reset your circadian rhythm in the morning, which is also your body's natural clock or 24-hour cycle, whatever you want to call it, that tells your body when to wake up and go to sleep. So if you're also having trouble sleeping at night, that might be the problem if you're not getting enough light in the morning. But also vice versa, if you have too much light exposure at night before you fall asleep. So also try to reduce that so that way you can optimize your sleep because I think sleeping is one of the best things that you can do when you are going through a tough time. And also with that, sunlight helps so much with getting vitamin D and that can help fight depression and anxiety that you're probably already feeling. The last thing I want to talk about in doing more of what you love is more in terms of hobbies and self-care, but try to spend more time doing things you absolutely love and pour into yourself and then make you feel like your best self because chances are you probably don't right now. So trying to extend your energy into working towards that will make you feel better. And these can be like painting, cooking, baking, scrapbooking, gardening, playing video games, going rock climbing, meditating, literally whatever it is for you but I just wanted to list some of those out for you guys for some ideas. You already probably know what you love to do, but those are just some ideas. But I just wanted to share that it's really important to make some more time for the things that pour into your own cup and make you feel more like yourself and specifically like your best self and are the things that truly make you happy. And the last thing I want to share of how to get out of a rut isn't something I specifically designed, but it's something that Mal Robbins coined as the five second rule. So if all else fails in your life and you have something that you really need to do or just you need to get shit done in your life but can't get yourself out of a rut, try this. So basically it means that when you feel super glued to your bed and just can't get up but you have things you need to do, count to five in your head and just get up on five. And I know this might sound super silly that counting to five isn't really going to change your circumstances or make you feel really any different, but it really does work and it helps teach you discipline and how to not always rely on specifically what you're feeling in the moment for motivation. There's a time and a place to feel your feelings as we talked about, but it's also important that if you have stuff that's non-negotiable to get that done, otherwise you'll feel so much worse. I know that for myself, when I'm able just to get up and get going also, it just helps me to stay going. It's like that Newton's law where a body in motion stays in motion, where if you're able just to get up and start moving and doing things, chances are you probably won't want to sit down and stop and you'll just want to keep doing more and more while you're already up. And it also helps just to get one small task done, like cleaning your room or picking up clothes or cleaning up trash like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that will give you a small hit of dopamine and that will fuel you to keep going and doing more and more tasks that you have to get done and I promise you that if you can just get up and get going you'll be able to do so much more from there and if all else fails or if you're just really struggling with motivation or whatever it is try the five second rule to get yourself up and get going. 
Okay, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope that you're able to take away something that I shared, and I hope that you're able to get out of your own rut or get through whatever you're going through and know that you're not alone in this. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope you have a good week, everyone. Bye! Thank you so much for tuning in to the Let's Get Real podcast. If you enjoyed our candid conversations about health and wellness, don't forget to subscribe for more real and raw insights. The best way to support the podcast is to rate and review. Also, if you'd like to connect with the podcast and I on social media, you can find us at at Mackenzie Missile and at Let's Get Real Pod on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, or even share your own wellness journey with me. Lastly, remember your wellness journey is uniquely yours. Embrace the imperfections, celebrate the victories, and let's continue this journey together. Until next time, stay real and stay well. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. As always, seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have heard in this podcast. Reliance on any information provided is at your own discretion.